Folks, what is going on? Arm and Hammer here. Today we're going to be talking about the 2021 CrossFit game season. Feels just like yesterday, the 2020 game season wrapped up, but thanks to some intrepid reporting from the Morning Chalk Up, we have at least some idea of what the 2021 game season is going to look like. And you know what? It sounds a whole lot like regionals. So if you liked regionals, you're probably going to like this new thing, whatever they're going to end up calling it. So let's uh, let's get into it. But before we get into that, let me tell you about armandhammer.tv. That's my site. That is a merchandise emporium extravaganza that you can go get a bunch of great merch on. Everything currently is on sale 30% off. You can pick up things like this sweet Arm & Hammer TV shirt. There's a lot of other things on there as well. We're just clearing out some virtual shelf space for the new merch coming out very soon. And I've gotten my hands on that and it is, uh, I gotta say, it's pretty great. I'm actually really excited for it. Some of the best stuff that we've made. I'm very, very pumped to be able to share that with you very soon. But until then, check out armandhammer.tv for things like this on a sale. Thanks so much, folks. Let's get in with the video. So here's the deal. We don't have the official news of what the 2021 CrossFit game season is going to look like because we haven't heard anything from CrossFit yet. But Justin LaFranco with a morning chalk up, he got after it. He got himself like a dozen people from CrossFit who have direct knowledge of internal deliberations. I love that phrase. Direct knowledge of internal deliberations. Uh, nobody on the record yet, but that makes sense because a lot of this, I think, is fluid. Many of the details are probably going to be adjusted, mostly the numbers. The structure seems to be laid out. And like I said, it's very similar to what we had with regionals. The Open is going to qualify athletes for some sort of intermediate set of competitions. We lost the light. All right, we're going to keep going. The Open is going to qualify people for some sort of intermediate set of competitions which are then going to qualify people for the crossfit games let me see if i can take care of this light and we're gonna get right back to it lights back all right so we have this intermediate set of competitions however it's going to be the sanctional type of external partners that are going to be running these events unlike the old regionals format where it was completely top down everything was controlled start and we lost the light again wow completely controlled start to finish by CrossFit. We're just going to be seeing this external partnership come in. And that does raise some questions like who's doing the programming? Is there the uh, like possibility of a live stream or a broadcast that people can follow along with? Um, are the events going to be constrained within a certain part of the calendar? So they... You know, if they had been functioning, let's say in November or December or January or February, do they have to move their event to be a part of the CrossFit game season? Uh, if there are regions that have multiple sanctional events that were going to be part of the sanctional season previously, how do you decide which handful get to be the new qualifying events? There are, of course, many, many questions to answer, but the general format of starting with the open, not directly qualifying for the CrossFit games from the open, but instead qualifying for some sort of intermediate step that then qualifies you for the CrossFit games. That seems to be set in stone. So one of the things that's like really unclear about this is what actually happens going from the open to these new sanctional regional hybrid intermediate qualifying events, right? It's it's regionals that are split in the continents. So it's North America, South America, Europe, 
Asia, Africa, Australia. No Antarctica. Sorry, penguins. You're going to have to just wait for another competition to show up for you to be able to qualify for the CrossFit Games. But either way, we have the big six continents, and there's sort of a smattering of various events that take place in each one of those. But the idea of how you actually get into these competitions, it used to be with regionals that you were competing for one of the top 40 spots and you were only going to be competing at the region within which you qualified for. But if we're saying North America is its own region, you're talking about Canada, the U.S. and Mexico, uh, you know, you're probably looking at quite a few athletes across that gigantic space right just literally geographically you're looking at a lot of space here so how do you get the athletes to actually get in is is each of these sanctioned events they have a division with a limited number of spots that division is what you compete in to qualify for the games the athletes through the open qualify for a spot in any of those sanctional events division for qualifying for the games. If so, who decides where they go first? Like maybe there's a seeding involved through your performance in the open and say, all right, well in North America, Matthew Fraser is in first place. He gets first dibs on where to go. Second place gets second dibs. Third place gets third dibs, et cetera, et cetera. Until you go down the line and all the spots are filled. But then does that mean you have to have some sort of like time to draft? What happens if someone's just like waiting on the decision for a weekend? You know, when do they make these decisions? How do they actually sign up? Do these sanction events function independently enough that they just provide like a sign up code to the athletes or do the athletes? So I, there's so many questions about just that one step. How do you go from the open to sanctioned events like external partnered sanction events and make it make sense, right? It gives an opportunity for some storytelling for sure, which I think would be interesting if it is some sort of like reverse draft system where the athletes go in a certain order and pick the event they want to go to. So that declaration day of this is the event I'm going to, that would be really cool. That seems like that could be a fun little thing to, you know, televise and explore in terms of a storytelling opportunity. But other than that, I mean, I have no idea how that's going to function. And it also brings up a lot of questions like what happens if some of these events like having multiple divisions, if they have like a scaled division, do they also have to use the event? Because a lot of these events make money based off of their online qualifiers. So if they're not going to be making money from the online qualifiers, they use the open for the, so then your open participation becomes sort of your, your seating and your rank throughout the year that you then use to participate in all these other events. Lots of questions there. So overall, it's really tough to say with any certainty exactly how this is going to look because we haven't heard it directly from CrossFit. But there are a lot of parallels here to what regionals used to look like with plenty of unanswered questions, right? You're looking at you know geographic location, uh, regions defining where you can and can't compete in order to earn your spot to the CrossFit Games. You're looking at about 40, let's say 35 to 45 athletes competing and earning spots for the CrossFit Games. 
you're not really hearing anything about national champions or the age groups, although I would be shocked if they were completely done away with. I would expect some way, somehow, the national champions get recognized as well as age groups returning and teams returning, but who knows? And it it also brings up a lot of questions with what really is an external event? How independent are these events? Do they have their own programming? Is all of their programming uniform? Are they given certain events that they have to include but then have freedom to program around all those other things? If they are a larger mass participation event, bringing in many, many, many different divisions from different team divisions to different scale divisions to different age group divisions, how do they make their money? Is it only based off of the registration? Do they share any sort of ad revenue with CrossFit if CrossFit is going to try and do like a bulk broadcasting deal with them? Does CrossFit sign on sponsors for their events or do they sign on a sponsor? What happens if Noble wants to sponsor one sanction event, but Reebok wants to sponsor another sanction event? You know, how do they handle that if there's like a, a broadcasting thing or what happens if like, I don't know, Ford sponsors the CrossFit game season, but Chevrolet wants to sponsor one of the sanction events or VW wants to like, these are questions that I think are, you know, maybe seem very, very out there, but they're the types of questions that you, you need to have at least some sort of answer to. And I think the reason why they're interesting is because they give us a better idea of what really it means when you say these are independent or external events. I would say the biggest pitfall that CrossFit needs to avoid is going back to a completely controlled top-down CrossFit regionals style competition. It was financially untenable for them. It was kind of boring because it was all the same events over and over again. And on top of that, uh, the propaganda aspect of just having a completely closed door of, of media was was really, I think, something that was going to limit the growth of the CrossFit ecosystem in the long term. So avoiding that complete control, that complete top-down, you know, uh, entire every detail is controlled and paid for and and owned by CrossFit is imperative to actually giving this thing legs into the future. Overall, it seems like they're at least open to having much more of a real partnership with people outside of their own doors, but the question of how independent is independent needs to be answered, and you know maybe we'll get an answer to that sooner rather than later. Overall, anything that simplifies the CrossFit game season for us as fans and spectators, for athletes and coaches for planning out their year for brands to be able to participate, anything that simplifies it and makes it easier to understand is a positive move. That is a good idea. The fact that we have had such a confusing couple of years at the CrossFit Games, just simply like who's qualifying from what event and how, that is an incredibly confusing like calculus that we had to sort of resolve in some way, shape or form to understand what was going on with backfilling rules and multiple methods of qualification. Simplifying that is going to have massive, massive positive effects. 
It's going to make it much easier for us to understand, to follow. The storytelling becomes easier. It becomes more in-depth. It gives you a lot more to sort of like chew on when you're looking at, okay, here's what needs to happen for X, Y, or Z athlete to make it. And that's one of the things I'm actually really excited about that's mentioned in this Morning Chalk Up article is this idea of a last chance qualifier. So if they're doing open sanctionals and the games... And they're probably going to constrict the sanctionals to like a specific time frame. So either they have to exist within that time frame already or they move within that time frame. You run into something that was a problem years ago, like 10 plus years ago. And they solved it with what they called the last chance qualifier, which was an online competition for mostly, honestly, for people who are in the military who were overseas and couldn't make it to these online, uh, or sorry, couldn't make it to these in-person competitions. So they gave them an online competition to compete in it, to earn a spot for the CrossFit Games. In fact, it paid off with some really top athletes showing up. Like Spencer Hendel, I believe, qualified for his first CrossFit Games through the last chance qualifier because he was in the military at the time, right? So this is something that could be incredibly exciting if it's pulled off well. If it functions as a last chance like final stand for top athletes or a newcomer who really has like a gritty shot at making it to the games, it could be an incredible and entertaining competition. And I think that's a really cool way of solving that problem of, you know, maybe the regionals thing is like a good 90 to 95% solution, but we need this 5% in case there's some slop in the, in the system we give people an opportunity to make it through some other way. I would suspect we're going to hear more details about this in the near future, but not like next week. I still think there's so many things that they're trying to figure out. If they came out like next week and told us the answers to all these questions, it would be very surprising to me because my understanding is that many of these details are still very fluid. Like exactly how many sanctioned events are going to be taking place within each region, exactly how many athletes are qualifying out of each of those sanctioned events, how does the seeding system work, what is the relationship precisely between CrossFit and these external events. As far as I understand, those things are still you know, generally in place, but are fluid up and down, changing depending on different sort of concerns that are being raised or uh, discussions that are being had. So like I said, I would be surprised if we got all these details next week, but I would suspect we'll get some details over the coming month or so. Give CrossFit some time. They need to catch their breaths. Holiday season is coming up. On top of that, they had a long, grueling, exhausting season to try and catch up with the 2020 CrossFit Games to actually occur. So, you know, skeleton crew, they probably need a little bit of time to catch their breath before diving deep, deep into all of this. But don't take too much time. You already told us when the Open's happening. So, you know, maybe give us some details before the Open kicks off, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Remember, folks, there's a whole lot going on in our space. It's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories, like when my light shuts off and won't turn back on while I'm recording this. So much fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and hanging out. If there is some detail that you think I completely missed, you know, leave me a comment. Let me know. And you can read the article, by the way. It's uh, The link to it is going to be in the description of this video. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. You're never shy with them anyway. I'm excited to read your comments, folks. Thank you so much. I'll see you very, very soon. Take care.